I love the word collaborate because that's exactly what it feels like working with you guys. Like yeah. nothing feels out of alignment. It feels very collaborative. You guys, every person on your team that I've spoken with fully understands that I know my business better than anyone. They're all ears. And then they come up with really kick-ass strategies. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 521. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. I have an amazing guest. I am so excited for this episode. I have Mallory Nowak, our client, and just an incredible person, entrepreneur, and has been an amazing support for Hirsch Marketing over the last several months. And so I'm so excited you're here, Mallory. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast for a really long time now, so it's fun to be on here sharing a little bit about how you guys have helped me so much over the last few months. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, before we dive into like the marketing stuff, I would love for you to give a business intro of you, um, what your business is and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a functional nutritionist. Um, I have a, I've created an online course. It's a 12 week online course for people with type two diabetes and pre-diabetes. Um, and so that's basically what I do in a nutshell. Awesome. Cool. And so that you have a course that you sell um, through Webinar Funnel, right? And you do live launches. Yeah. Pretty cool. much. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. I would love to know from you your kind of like marketing journey before running ads because you came to us already have had some sales and you were doing sales calls. And I know that story a little bit, but I would love to know like, how'd you get your first sales? What was that journey like of like organic marketing before you came in and got into the paid ads? Yeah, it was pretty exhausting the way I was doing things before, but no regrets. I feel like I had to go about it the way I did to learn, you know, who I was speaking to and how to market myself better. Yeah. Basically, the way I was doing it before was I was doing monthly live launching through a live webinar. Mm -hmm. And at the end of my webinar, I was offering people a free discovery call, which is a sales call, right? Yeah. And so what happened was I went from doing that to as I grew my audience and people were attending my webinar, I was booking so many sales calls that it literally felt like that was all I was doing. I didn't have mm -hmm. to do anything else in my business. I got totally burned out on that. And I mean, I stuck with it for probably close to a year. Okay. So I had some success. Like yeah. I was successful. I think I had enrolled like a hundred people into yeah. my program before I finally went, okay, enough is enough. I can't do this. This is not scalable. I'm taking sales calls four to five days a week. Yeah. Um, and I, I just knew other pieces of my business were suffering because of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I went from doing that to trying to phase out the sales calls on my own. And uh -huh. this is where my sales really plummeted. Um, okay. Was... Instead of offering a free sales calls, I started just giving people the page to enroll in my program. Yeah. And some people did, but, you know, I didn't have another set of eyes on my business. Like when you guys came in, that was one of the first things your strategist did was she audited yeah. my pitch. You yeah. know, and we can sell off the webinar. We can sell, sell off my live launches now. Yeah. Whereas back then, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. 
So the the gap there was the pitch is why it kind of plummeted. Uh, you needed to adjust the pitch to be able to sell not with a sales call. That was a big piece of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were so many little things. Like yeah. my webinar actually was a great webinar. The yeah. pitch needed a little refinement. Um, and I feel so much better about it now. But also even just like the post webinar emails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, there were there were quite a few little things that you guys helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And then before you came to work with us, did you run any of your own ads or was it all organic traffic going through your funnel? That's a good question. So actually I did run ads, but they were very basic ads. Uh So I had taken a course to help me build my online course and it was, it was great. It was, it was really helpful. Um, And what we did was we ran very basic ads. So it wasn't unfamiliar to me. Um, we were, I was spending like 15 bucks a day and I'm okay. sorry for my dog snoring right now. <laughs> I was spending like 15 bucks a day on an ad to a lead magnet that in, on the thank you page invited people into a Facebook group. So I was growing my list every day. Um, the ads were converting, but my gosh, I'm sure you hear this all the time, Emily, but like, I'm a nutritionist. Yeah. I'm not a marketer. I'm not like, yeah. I wasn't trained in marketing. I wasn't trained in copywriting, creative design. I wasn't trained in any of these things. So here I am running these ads Mm -hmm. and they're not optimal. And I'm doing all these other things in my business behind the scenes and supporting my clients. Yeah. And so I kind of like my ads were like very much set it and forget it. Right. Right. I would leave the same thing running for months. Yeah. Yeah. You were in that like typical solopreneur kind of situation where um, you're doing everything, the delivery, the marketing, the sales calls, like doing it all. And right in the sense that you got that little bit of success to prove your offer. And I do think that's a huge part of, of your success that we've had together is like, you know, your messaging. And that's a theme as I interview these clients on this series is you guys coming in, knew your message, you know your people, and you can collaborate with us in order to create really great marketing. But you were hitting a ceiling in what you could do because you were trying to do it all. Exactly. Yeah. I love the word collaborate because that's exactly what it feels like working with you guys. Like yeah. nothing feels out of alignment. It feels very collaborative. You guys, every person on your team that I've spoken with fully understands that I know my business better than anyone. They're all ears. And then they come up with really kick-ass strategies, Yeah, you know, to make things yeah. work things that I wouldn't have even thought of, just little right. tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. That combination of, of, you know, your audience better than us and you know your business and your offer and your people. And then that custom marketing kind of comes into play, which is so critical. Yeah. Um, okay. Still focusing on kind of like that stage of like solopreneur, you were doing everything, the sales call, like what would you say was advice you'd go back and give yourself? Maybe mistakes that you feel like you made or advice you'd give another entrepreneur kind of in that place? Hmm, man. I don't know. I feel like I just didn't know what I didn't know back then. Mm -hmm. I actually don't have regrets about the way my journey unfolded because I feel like, honestly, I feel like, the reason my messaging is so good is because I did those sales calls. Yeah. Absolutely. If if I wasn't hopping on the phone with people and hearing them talk about their struggles and their pain points, like I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't know what to be saying in my marketing. It would have fallen flat. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I just feel like, 
you say it all the time. There's two resources, time and money. Mm -hmm. Right. And at the beginning, you most business owners do have to wear all the hats. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have like, you have to get scrappy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think you, you know, I talk about that kind of phase, the early on phase of business where you have to really like put in the work. You have to do all those sales calls. Like you had a packed calendar. It probably wasn't that fun, but that's what you had to do in order to get your business to a certain level to move to the next level. And so I think you embody that hard work and that grind that has to happen on the early phases of a business for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With marketing, I'm curious, like even if it was before us, just biggest mistakes and learning lessons that you have made with your marketing Um, and like, you know, getting to where you are now, which is very successful, very profitable marketing, like anything that comes to you on, oh man, like I didn't know that. And I, you know, wish I did back then. Hmm. I have to think about that a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like you talked a little bit about psychographics on one of your more recent episodes. And I feel like that was really big for me was Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're filling out like the program I took that helped me, like it was a mentorship program for me growing my business. Like we created an ideal client avatar or a profile, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like a lot of it falls flat. Like they're asking like, what is the age group and where does the person live and where do they shop? And you know, the age range and gender and all these other things, but psychographics really, that's, I think the bread and butter, like that's what's going to really speak to people in your marketing. So I guess if I had known that sooner, um, but again, I feel like I was lucky enough to be doing those sales calls and early on. Yeah. Yeah. Has your offer just always sold? Like, did you ever have a period where you're like, weren't getting sales and you had that experience? The only time, yeah, no, ever since I launched my program, it's done pretty great. Yeah. Um, like everything f- falls into industry standards as far as my conversions for my sales right. calls, 30 to 40%, you know, all of that, my webinar show up rates, all of that. It was when I tried to DIY mm. putting my webinar on Evergreen and selling off of the webinar. And yeah. again, it was just what's so cool is it was just like the tiniest little tweaks yeah. from your team. Right. It's like, made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so happy right now. Like we're only five months into working together. Yeah. And I already feel so good about this year. Like basically this year, I'm already almost, we're on track to more than double my revenue. Wow. Last year. It's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. You would just have such a like so much potential because not everybody has that experience of like nailing their offer. What are you, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you feel like you did really well to get it? I think you have a specific niche as part of it. Like you were very specific and then you did all those calls. So you have the messaging foundation around the psychographics, but you really crushed it with the offer and not everybody has that experience. Like, I don't know if you even realize how good your metrics are compared to just like industry average. You're, you're better than industry average. But what do you think contributed to that? I think a couple things. I think one is I have a lot of conviction behind what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important. Like, I know my offer kicks ass. I know yeah. everyone who enters my program and does what I say will get results like you yeah. actually. Yeah. Emily. You say marketing always works. We will 
like always fine tune and optimize things till they work. Like I have so much conviction behind what I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that that shines through. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's a piece of it anyways. Yeah. I I also think you're, I think you're messaging of course, but your more specific niche that you went after, I think also was very smart. It definitely, yeah, it definitely is. There's a lot of people who need help with what I do. Yeah. Was that intentional from the beginning, getting really specific? Yeah. 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 Because (laughs) as a nutritionist, I did try to help all people. You know, I didn't niche down at first. Right. And yeah, I still had a day job. Yeah. (laughs) couple years. That's an example of something that, yeah, that you, you shifted and changed. Um, yeah. And, and I think when you have, you know, I do talk about like when your offer is really good and you start and you get, you know, the social proof and people talking about it and you get that momentum, like people don't always consider the offer as a part of marketing, but I think it is such a huge part of marketing, especially today when we have a little bit higher buyer hesitancy and more noise online. It's like, so important to nail that offer. And I, and I do think you can have great marketing and then if the offer falls through, it's not going to work. And so you really did nail that offer, which was all you and really nailing that and and then coming to amplify that with ads in your marketing for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people shy away because maybe they don't fully stand behind their offer. Like there's little things about it that they should tweak. And yeah. Like to that, I say, just do it. Like, like yeah. think of like one or two little things that are making you shy away. For me, there were just little things in my program that at first I caught myself like not wanting to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And so I fixed a couple little tiny things. And then I'm like, oh, I feel so good about this now. Yeah. And now I just want to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. That's where yeah, I stand. That's important. I think, I think leaning into if you do have a, a place in your offer that you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good or this doesn't feel like it it could be as good as it is like that is going to come through when you go to sell your offer whether it's on a webinar or a sales call yeah exactly yeah, sure um okay cool so talk to me about the experience now coming into ads i i think you were on one of my trainings i actually don't know the story like how did you find us and then what what was the like decision like for you was it scary or was it like no this is exactly what i need to do oh i love to talk about that so actually i i originally found you back Probably, probably two years ago, um, listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast, you were a guest, and I like just really liked what you had to say, and then you know started listening to your podcast, um, and yeah, absorbed a lot, learned a lot from you over mm-hmm. the couple of years. I think it was while I was building my twelve week course. Okay, I was listening to your podcast a lot, so that's how I found you. Um, and then I have attended a couple of your workshops. One was the Black Friday. Uh-huh. Okay. I think. And then the next one was right after that. I think it was the annual planning workshop. Okay. Yep. Okay, that was when I signed on with you guys. So it was okay. like December. Yeah. And we were planning for the next year. And I'll tell you exactly what you said to me that made me sign on. Okay. <laughs> it was, because I think this will be helpful for you. It was, you said something along the lines of, and it was like on the worksheet. It was, what is the most you would be willing to spend on your marketing this year if you didn't mm-hmm. turn it back. Yeah. And I remember going, it just totally took all the fear out of it because I always wanted to work with you guys. I always knew that yeah. was like a goal of mine, but I still yeah. thought it was like a year out. Right. And so when you ask that question and I'm like, well, I have, I have money in the bank, like my yeah. business has money. So I wrote a number down and I go, 
well, that's not scary. Like yeah. I can, I can totally invest that yeah. in my business. And not only that, but I know I will earn it back. Yeah. Because we're not just going to throw money at problems without strategy. Right. We're yeah. going to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool. I remember you on the training and asking, I think a question and, and there was, I don't know if there was hesitancy, but I do remember like you were on a couple of my trainings and then finally you did come and book a call and, and talk with us. It was like, I remember sitting that night and I was like, I booked the call with you guys and I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Like it is a hundred, I was a hundred percent certain. It was one of those really cool moments when you're a hundred percent certain that yeah. that's the next best step for you. Yeah. That's cool. But it had been two years of you kind of following me and building out your business before you made that decision. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been, honestly, it would have been premature, um, you know, two years ago because I was still building my course. I didn't even have an offer in place. Yeah. I didn't have my messaging in place. I probably could have done it and like joined you guys a little sooner. Yeah. Um, But not much. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to hear those stories too, because most clients who I talk to, it's like they followed me for at least six months, but probably more before they joined, which is what I talk about with a lot of marketing, especially in the B2B space that it takes a little bit of time before someone converts. Yeah. Um, Probably most businesses, mine too. You know, sometimes people will be on my list for a year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about ads, your launch and, and that experience, um, which Mallory had probably some of the best return on ad spend that I've ever seen. Like you came in and spent a thousand dollars and made 42 K. And I know you've shared that publicly so that we could share that, which is like not usual results. That's why I'm like, Mallory is amazing. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that experience and kind of what you think contributed to that. And, and the, the, you're saying the small pivots and shifts that we made that created that success. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That launch blew my mind. And that was by the way, within like weeks of signing on with you guys, you know, I onboarded with you guys had a call in, I think like late December with the strategist and, um, came up with this plan. And what we wanted to do was I had shared that I wasn't making many sales at all. Like I was mm-hmm. not profitable for like the prior three months. Okay. Because I was so burned out. Yeah. Um, I had leads coming in through my $15 a day that I was spending on ads. Yeah. Um, but I was so burned out. I refused to do sales calls. Yeah. And I made that clear yeah. <laughs> when I did on the call with your strategist. I'm like, yeah. I, I just can't. Like, it just yeah. doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I said, but I do have, I have a webinar and I have this really amazing five-day challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and she understood loud and clear. She's like, we need to do it, get you a cash infusion right now because you've been going three months without anything. We want to get you a return on your investment quick here. I'm like, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So they audited, you know, every step of my five day challenge funnel, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and convinced me, which is so funny. Now they had to, they had to convince me to spend a thousand dollars to run ads for 10 days, which to me, I was spending $15 a day, you know, 450 bucks a month. So a thousand dollars in 10 days at the time, I was like, what are you serious? Like, is that necessary? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, I would do that in heartbeat. You're like, I should have maybe spent more. (laughs) 22x return on ad spend, like no problem at all. Um, so yeah, that was amazing because it was like, 
a little bit my idea, but your strategist was like, heard me listen, was like, that sounds great. Let's do it like this. She helped me decide on some time sensitive bonuses, mm -hmm. um, which I had never thought of before for day five of my challenge to get people to enroll. We did not have to book a single sales call yeah. um, on day five. And not only did I have my biggest month ever by a long shot, like by more than double, but um, uh, I don't know. It was just, oh, what I was going to say is that we, half of the people who ended up enrolling in my program mm -hmm. enrolled from my post challenge emails. Mm. And that was one of the things we had updated and changed. You guys audited it. Yeah. I mean... Totally. That made all the difference. I was, yeah. I don't know what is industry standard for that, yeah. but I have never had very much success getting people to enroll in my services through email. Yeah. Through email. Yeah. Especially when you're doing sales calls before and, and shifting to now email selling someone and a sales page. Right. Yeah. So the tweaks that we made, so you were beforehand you switched to go straight to your offer, no sales call, and that kind of dropped your sales way down. And then you came in, we're like, let's do a live launch, cash infusion. And we adjusted everything. But you think the biggest difference was probably offer like pitch and the email sequence afterwards to convert people? I think exactly. Because it was, yeah, it was the pitch was way better. Um, the emails afterwards were way better. And then those time sensitive bonuses got people. Right. Yeah off the fence. Yes. Yeah. And it probably had some people who had been maybe waiting on your list for a little while and, and converted. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention what was also really cool about it was that we ran ads for the five-day challenge to a cold audience, mm -hmm. which I'd never done anything except for lead my ads to the lead magnet. And so I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Yeah. Prior to that, I had only ever advertised, I had only ever promoted my five-day challenge to my warm audience. Right. So what was super cool is most of the people who enrolled in my program were cold. Were cold yeah. Yeah. Before that, you That's know, amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Um, that is so amazing. Okay. So then we did the, that launch, which was end of last year. And tell me about this. I guess we're almost like halfway through the year already. So I guess we've been working together more than, I guess, six, seven months. Um, and so what is that? We've done a few more live launches, right? And then also you have an evergreen funnel now. Yeah. So we've done the five-day challenge twice. Um, and then I'm really happy we got an evergreen strategy in place. That was really important to me because you know, live launching is yeah. yeah, you want the sustainability of Evergreen for sure. Yeah. And I actually do. Like, I enjoy my live launch. I enjoy the five-day challenge. And, you know, your team was like, we need to do this as often as possible because it's so yeah. good and it converts so well. So as long as I have the bandwidth, I am happy to do it more than just quarterly. But yeah. it's also really nice. Like this month, for example, is an Evergreen month. Like I'm just breathing yeah. and chilling and like, regrouping and regenerating for yeah. my five-day challenge next yeah. month. So awesome. the evergreen strategy, again, like your team audited my webinar mm -hmm. and like the whole webinar is great. They could see that people were staying to the hour mark or to the, you know, to the end for the most part, but the pitch needed mm -hmm. refinement. We optimized that. We added more time sensitive bonuses. 
again, audited yeah. the post webinar email sequence. Yeah. Um, and that's fairly new. Like we just kind of got that into place in the last like month and a half, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's producing sales for you too, which is huge. I mean, going from only doing live launches before and then having an evergreen funnel. And my goal is always for our clients to be able to spend more time in that creative space and strategic space. And I think you can't do that when you're live launching like every month or, you know, it's, yeah. it's really hard. It's like, and then plus you have the sales calls and that takes away from the strategy and you've been able to show up in your business in the way that would actually make you more long-term money. Yeah. It's so important. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, cool. I would love to know, I think you shared, um, one time in a post to me or a message, like I thought I was getting this and then I got all of this, <laughs> like what was kind of the, the experience like that for you of anything unexpected of like, I didn't know, um, you know, this was going to happen or I was going to have this experience and also maybe well, we can start there. And then I have another question. Okay. No, that's really good. Um, because I don't know, I don't know about anyone else listening, but I kind of assumed that working with your agency was just just going to be running. You guys were just going to be running my ads. I thought I would still be writing all the copy, um, creating the images, like coming up with the strategy and deciding like what I'm running ads to. Like I thought that all you guys were going to do was going to be like keeping an eye and optimizing like which audience you guys are targeting and that kind of thing. And I didn't realize everything, all the handholding. Um, I would be getting. And so, yeah, it, for anyone listening, like you're getting a really kick-ass strategist. You're getting a copywriting team. You have access to um, creative design team. They're going to audit every step of everything that you need. Like they'll yeah. audit your landing pages. They'll create images for you. They'll send you copy. You're going to edit it, right? Like it's going to yeah. be aligned for you because they these are trained copywriters. Like they mm -hmm. study what you write in your language mm -hmm. and they'll give you something similar. Yeah. And you're going to look it over and make edits and it's going to feel aligned. Um, and you have an account manager. Like, I don't know. I just, it's so nice and refreshing having another set of eyes on my business. Like I never have before. Cause you know, when you're a business owner, like a solopreneur. Yeah. They know what you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And any like anything that comes to you on any like unexpected, I can probably think of one that I can okay. watch for you, but unexpected benefits from partnering with the agency, like for you and your business. Unexpected benefits. So what do you mean by that? Like obviously you come in like, okay, they're going to run my ads, get results. But I think watching you being able to go into a more strategic place in your business, like in the time that you get back and what that means for, for your overall growth is huge that I don't know if people, I feel like a lot of people in the solopreneur, like the stage that you were at before, um, don't value their like time as much as they could to move into that more strategic phase of business. And especially you, like you've proved, you, you had proven your offer, you know, your business, you had hustled, you kind of done that Thing I describe is like you have to earn the right not to hustle because you've proven your business and you've done that early stage. And then I think there's like this transition period where it's hard to invest sometimes and say, well, you know, I could do it. And that holds a lot of people back. And so watching you get support 
even though, you know, coming off of like months of not getting sales and then you made that decision, like that's a big deal. And I think that people don't always understand the value of their time when they were in that phase of a solopreneur because they were doing everything. But at some point you have to shift that to get to the next level. You do. You have to be willing to do something stretchy. And this, this totally felt like a stretch for me. Yeah. You know, um, but it felt like a really smart decision. It didn't feel like, you know, even logically it felt like the right decision. Yeah. Um, But I guess, I guess, yeah, as far as time goes, this has given me back a lot of time Mm -hmm. and it's only even more so now that we have the evergreen strategy in place. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited because one thing that I was struggling with massively before was keeping up with writing fresh content. Like you're supposed to be creating fresh Mm -hmm. content. I was, I would abandon my email list and not send a single email out for three, four weeks. Yeah. It was not uncommon and that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were so tired from everything else. Yeah. There was so much other stuff to keep up with. And now I'm like, wow, I can actually write fresh content and keep up with things and, and fix things that have just been suboptimal for a little while now. Yeah. Honestly, you, you have a much more sustainable business now. I feel like witnessing that because you've got the evergreen and you've got like, you can generate that income that is solid and you can count on it. Um, whether it's live launch or evergreen, but also you have support. Like it's not just you, if you're sick for a week, your business will be okay. And I think that's a huge thing like that hiring support, whether that is a team or an agency and honestly, whether it's operations or marketing or anything, it's like, ultimately after you have done the work in the beginning, you have to build a more sustainable business where you have that support and you take those steps and you hire that help, whatever that looks like. And you invest back in your business to get back your own time. But also I always say like, if you, you have to start acting like the CEO you want to be of the future business. So if you want a million dollar business, you have to act like a million dollar CEO and you have to operate that way. And I think you have taken a lot of steps to do that in the last several months. Yeah. For sure. And like the delegating, my first, my only hire prior to you guys was a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. And like delegating is kind of addicting. It's so good. Like yeah. it does allow you to get more done, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's very, it, it'll stretch you. Like it feels scary yeah. at first. Yeah. But it's kind of addicting and it's really good. Like yeah. everybody, you know, I think that for a lot of people get stuck for way too long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm hoping I can get a lot of people, a lot of my colleagues to listen to this yeah. <laughs> episode yeah. because I see so many nutritionists and wellness practitioners that are stuck solopreneurs yeah. um, and wearing all the hats just like I was. Yeah. We're only going to get so far doing that. Like, yes, you have to do that at first. Mm-hmm. But at some point to scale, you have to switch it up. Like you have to start delegating some things. You have to get some things off your plate. Yeah. Like if you're a nutritionist, you're not a marketer. If you're a nutritionist, you're not a a strategist. You don't know much about business. Like we weren't trained in that way. And ultimately it's hurting you trying to do that to a certain point. Once you prove that beginning, once you do what you did and you prove the offering, you did the work that you needed to do in the beginning. Then from there, if you would have continued to try to do it all yourself, you wouldn't be making the money that you're making now because you wouldn't have had the the time, freedom, and support to up-level everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever talk about this, but I think that there is some shame 
Um, it's almost egotistical, but I think there's some shame in running paid ads because people are hard on themselves and think like that means that I have to pay for people to like me. Yeah. That is not true yeah. at all. Right. Um, it's just going to get more eyes on what you have to offer. Like right. you said, it, it can only, ads can only amplify a yeah. good offer. Like you can't. Yeah. So I always knew, and it frustrated me um, with organic marketing. And I see so many people spinning their wheels with this. And I'm like, you can try to grow organically, but the yeah. algorithms are always changing. Mm -hmm. um, you basically have to make it a full-time job. Yeah. Like I'm not here to be an Instagram influencer. I'm right. not, I don't yeah. care to, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I know that I would have to be on Instagram like all the time, way more than I want to. Yeah. And that's going to take away from other, like supporting my clients. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that time investment and, um, it's so much slower organic. Like it's good in the beginning. You got to hustle. You got to build those connections however you can. But once you get into the paid ads, it's like you could achieve in a week what would take you months organically. And that's why I love it so much. Oh my God. And that's even like an understatement. Yeah. Like I was shocked. I think, I think when we did my first, my five day challenge in January with you guys, and we spent that thousand dollars on ads, all of a sudden my email list hit 10,000, which yeah. I, like, depending on who you are, that sounds like a little or a lot, but yeah. I think I had been like at 5,000, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just, it grew so fast. Yeah. Everything's growing so fast now. There's people yeah. not only obviously, you know, joining my list every day, my email list and my Facebook group, but also people are watching my webinar every day now, which mm -hmm. is so cool for me. Cause when I put first put it on evergreen on my own, yeah, I had my virtual assistant promoting the heck on out of it, like <laughs> in DMS, like sending people messages, inviting them to it. And I still was like, man, it's like pulling teeth. Like people aren't showing yeah. up for my webinar now every single day because we yeah. have a smart strategy in place yeah. and we're not running ads directly to my webinar for the record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we're inviting them through my email sequence. Yeah. It's working. Everything's like in yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point too, because that's a specific strategy to you. Like having the webinar and the nurture sequence because people need a little bit more time. It yes. can go either way. And so that is something that also is important is like that custom strategy, testing things. And I remember you and I had that conversation in DMs like a while back and you're like, people like I want them to be more nurtured. And so that, you know, we shifted the strategy to, to be that, which is really important. And you know, before we wrap up, I do want to say like your results are amazing. I don't know if you see your potential, but I'm like, oh she is going to have a $10 million business soon. Um, the collaboration that you have with the team and the work that you've done in understanding your people and your offer and all of that is what has contributed to your success. So I, I want to like really acknowledge you for that because I see hundreds of businesses and it can take people like 10 years to get to where, where you are. And, and you just clearly have done the work and done the refinement and continued to be relentless with it until it was successful. And then, you know, with our team, I think that collaboration that you continually have, that's a theme coming up for me on these interviews is like, it's not like hire the agency and don't, don't talk to them and everything yeah. just works. And it, it's very much collaborative. You're like, Hey, you know, I'm noticing this with my buyers. And so I want to have more nurturing and then, okay, let's shift that and change that. And so I think that's a huge, um, part of the success and important when you hire anybody, whether it's for marketing or like you're saying to VA, it's like, 
having that collaboration and ultimate ownership of your business and then bringing in the experts to amplify your foundation. Yeah, I totally agree. There should be no shame. Um, You can't wear all the hats. Like I said, jack of all trades, master at none. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not meant to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, Okay. Last question would just be, do you have any advice for entrepreneurs who are considering hiring marketing support, um, are in that phase of like trying to do it all and the jump to getting support is scary as it is for most that first investment? Um, What would your advice be? Yeah. um, I mean, I would say it was scary for me too at first. Yeah. Um, But if you are, if you are like, really stand behind your offer and really proud of your offer. There is no reason this cannot work for you. There's no reason this will work for you because it's going to be custom to your business. So this is not for someone who doesn't have an offer. This is for someone who has an offer that they're really proud of and they just need more eyes on it, Yeah, which I think is the case for a lot of businesses out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. If anybody wants to come check you out, I am sure that I will have some people on my podcast who want to see your funnel just because it's marketers. So don't mess up her funnel, you guys, if if you're not actually interested in the topic. Just kidding. But where should people come and find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm more so on Facebook because that's where my, my clients are likely to be hanging out. Um, so you can just search my handle at Mallory Nowak NTP. Awesome. And I highly recommend it. All right. Thank you, Mallory. It was so great chatting with you. Thanks, Emily. If you're listening to this series and you think to yourself, man, I wish I had a team supporting my business the way that these entrepreneurs have, then Hirsch Marketing can support you. We have multiple ways that we can support businesses. We now have a done with you offer that is a much more accessible price than our done for you offer. And regardless which offer you choose and which pathway you choose to work with us, you get a team supporting you. It's not just one person. It's support with your marketing strategy. It's support with your ad strategy. It's support with your funnel, your copy, your creative, your tech, your messaging, your content your organic, all of it. Because the only way to do marketing is to approach it from a holistic viewpoint, addressing every component and creating a custom strategy that works for your business. You're going to see some key takeaways from these interviews and what led to their success. And the way that we approach marketing gets results every single time. You likely cannot afford to be doing your marketing and bootstrapping it and trying to figure it out on your own and it's wasting a ton of time and money. We have an option to support you no matter where you're at in your business. All you have to do is go to helpmystrategy.com. That's going to take you to an application which is going to give us some more intel on your business and what level you're at, what your investment ability is each month in your marketing and then we're going to point you in the right direction and regardless what direction that is you're going to know your next steps and be in momentum and making progress so head over to helpmystrategy.com get your application in today you have absolutely nothing to lose we are here for you you do not have to do this alone and truly the growth and the goals and All of the things you want to achieve this year are likely on the other side of a successfully executed marketing strategy. 